0: Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it is fascinating.
1: Playing down that big old fairway, don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going, even for drive.
0: It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. Hello,
2: Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with my guest, caddy of the evening, Mike Jameson. From the International Network of Golf. Hello, Mr. J.
3: Hello, Holly G. Always a pleasure to caddy for you.
2: I think those fairways are lived clean and placed tonight. What do you say?
3: All over the southeast, baby.
2: Oh, man, aren't we glad we didn't have that weather last week in Biloxi, where yeah. we just returned from... The 28th Annual International Network of Golf Spring Conference. Well done, my friend. Thank you. Great event.
3: Thank you. It was a wonderful event for those who who made it. And, uh, yeah, we kind of sneaked by the weather a little bit. We got rained out one afternoon, but uh, the weather turned beautiful and kind of matched the area. It's a wonderful place if you haven't had the opportunity. Good place to get away for a few days.
2: Yeah, especially for people here in Orlando. Nice beach area. Great little restaurants right on the water. Uh, There's a Hard Rock Casino there. We stayed at the beautiful IP Resort Casino Spa. A uh, fantastic pool up there on the, what is it, 14th floor?
3: Uh, yeah, up in the air. Uh, you, have, you have to... So uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful views off that deck, too.
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And great golf.
3: Yeah, we played Shell Landing and uh, the Oaks, but there are a lot of other great golf courses, too. Can't go wrong with Biloxi, Mississippi.
2: Well, speaking of can't going wrong, we've got so much golf to talk about tonight. we got a loaded show. Uh, we're on the eve of... The Memorial Tournament at Jack's Place, Muirfield Village, and Justin Rose finishes twenty under to win the Fort Worth Invitational, a K a the Colonial, as most of us know it. And wow, what what a Sunday Justin had, striping the ball. Uh, Brooks Kepka gave it his best shot, Mike, but just um Justin was in the zone.
3: He looked him in the eyes. And you're right, gave him his best shot after shot after shot, and Justin did not fold. Justin seems to play well on certain kind of really challenging golf courses, and boy, did he hold it together on Sunday. I thought he might, uh, with, under the fire of Brooks, might kind of back down a little bit, but he's, he stood his ground. And he might be a a, a golfer to watch this week because – He has won at Muirfield before.
2: Yes, he won in 2010, won, of course, the U.S. Open in 2013 at Marion. He likes those tough, traditional courses. And as you said, we've got a loaded show tonight, a lot of golf to cover, and we're going to waste no more time. We're going to go straight up to the Press Center at Jack's Place, Muirfield Village, and check in with one of our favorites, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Hello, Todd.
3: Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How are you, Todd? I'm good, Mike. (laughs) Thanks.
2: How's the weather looking up there? I just left upstate New York, not too far away, Todd, this weekend, and five of the most beautiful days I've spent in that part of the country. How's the weather looking there?
0: Well, it's the memorial, and that means it's raining. So it's raining right now.
2: (laughs) Oh, Oh, boo!
0: (laughs) Yeah, and rain is in the forecast for tomorrow, but... um, Yeah, the golf course looks tremendous, um, and the rough, according to Rory McIlroy, seems like it's U.S. Open-style tough rough, and with this rain, it's going to add to the density. So, um, you know, I'm not expecting a lot of low numbers, at least tomorrow, uh, but we shall see.
2: Well, Tiger, as we know, is in the field, having won this Mm. tournament five times. Um, Jack having some interesting comments about, uh, you know, Tiger getting back in winning mode yesterday in his press conference. Uh, how was Tiger today?
0: Well, to to help your viewers or listeners understand, Tiger was in the press conference today after Jack said yesterday in his press conference that Tiger needs to learn how to win again, and that that's not a slam uh, from Jack Nicholas. That's telling us that you know, hey, Tiger hasn't won in, in so long that you know when he gets into those crunch time moments, that it, he's got to get past the barrier of fulfilling his desire, of course, to get a victory. Um, And we have not seen him do it. And opportunities have been there at the Valspar Championship, um, at Bay Hill, at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, when he hit it out of bounds at 16 on Sunday. Um, But listening to Tiger today, he feels like it's not a huge obstacle for him to overcome, uh, but make no mistake, he still understands that this is a work in progress. He doesn't feel like when he shows up, despite winning five times at Muirfield Village, when he shows up tomorrow for round number one that he is the favorite. There are many, many other talented players that he knows he has to get by.
3: Did he talk much today, Todd, about his new wedges? He put two new wedges from TaylorMade in his bag.
0: He he didn't say much about that, but yeah, that's just, again, adding to the arsenal. He's got 13 TaylorMade clubs in his bag now. The only club that is not tailor-made in his bag, it's a Scotty Cameron putter. Um, But um, I will tell you this about Tiger. When he changes equipment, it's not on a whim. He goes through extensive research, testing. um, So for him to change these clubs, he's very, very comfortable.
2: Yeah, we actually met um, with one of the Bridgestone ball fitters at our ING conference last week, Todd, who was telling us what it was like to spend time working with Tiger just on fitting his golf ball. It was fascinating.
4: It really was.
0: Yeah. It, 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 and again, and that is I mean, and the golf ball especially, because your listeners may or may not know that, but that is the most crucial piece of equipment for the player. Um something that I've learned since working at the golf channel for ten plus years now. It's not the driver, it's not the irons. it's not even the putter. It's the golf ball and the feel that they have off of that ball. Um it's crazy. I've talk to players who've gone from a very popular brand to another popular brand and they're like it's like night and day. Um, you know and we feel it too as amateurs. Um, we can feel the difference in a hard ball and a soft ball. It's combining what you need and feel to score to your ability. That that's exactly what they 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 want from a golf ball and some, something that they put more emphasis on much more than any club in their bag.
2: Absolutely. And you, you see that a lot especially when they're teaming up guys for you know the team events like the Ryder Cup and the president's cup makes a makes a big difference
3: yep. um so who do you like this week uh a lot of good players in the field, obviously some past winners uh guys playing well anybody um stoked the fires for you
0: well i uh i mean you look at the field i mean you've got eight of the top ten in the world here um I will tell you this. I did follow Roy McIlroy in a practice round, and PGA Tour officials came up to him just to say hi. And he said to these Tour officials, "Um, I don't care what the players say. Don't give in to them. Don't cut the rough. And to hear him say that uh, means he feels very good about the way he's driving the ball he's going to hit fairway. If you combine that with the fact that he's coming – here from the bmw pga championship which is the flagship event of the european tour which basically looked like he had command of heading into the weekend and he just kind of was average and ultimately francesco Molinari won um i think he comes here with a chip on his shoulder and something to prove if you look what he has done by the way this year he won at bay hill but 12 starts worldwide five top fives wow. mm. um so he's been pretty consistent and i i think he's He's coming here with a bit of an edge and likes this golf course, wants to have Jack's tournament on his resume. And so if I had to pick someone, I'd like to, I mean, if I had to pick someone rather that I think could be there at the back nine on Sunday, I think it, it's going to be
5: Rory. You
2: know, it's interesting when you go back and look at past winners, Todd, it's, it's hard to really get a clue. Of course, Jason Duffner's the defending champ. Uh, William McGirt in 2016, David Lingmurth in 2015, right. Hideki in 2014. We have to go back to 2013 to maybe a name somebody would think, yeah, Matt Kuchar and Tiger in 2012. So, uh, you know, this golf course is sort of a mixed bag in terms of
0: past champions. Well, it's a bit of a launching point. And you mentioned Justin Rose. If if you remember, Justin Rose's first PGA Tour event victory was the Memorial. Uh, and obviously, it you know, he's done great things ever since here in the United States, winning the U.S. Open, winning on great golf courses, like you mentioned, winning at Colonial last week. So it is a little bit of a launching pad. Now, David Lingmerth and William McGirt uh, haven't really had a lot of wins after. Um, Hideki Matsuyama, though, is a top ten player in the world, and he helped launch his career. So, you know, you kind of – you're right, it, it does it does identify – Great players, as in Tiger Woods, who's won five times. But at the same time, it has offered opportunities for players to kind of get a, a breakthrough moment and you know springboard them to something wonderful.
2: So, Todd, it's that time. We ask you the big question: Who are you picking to raise the trophy on Sunday at Jack's Place?
0: Well, again, I think it's. I mean, I think it's going to be a very tightly contested golf tournament. I don't think anybody's going to run away from this because it is such a, a deep and strong field. And, again, I think Rory's going to be there. I, I, I never like to pick a winner, Holly. You've asked me this a lot. I know. <laughs> but I will But I will say that I think Rory's going to be there on the back night Sunday. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Tiger there, too. Um, if he can manage himself off the tee, that's the biggest key. Again, the rough is so dense and thick here. If he can find fairways, I think he's got a really good shot at being in contention on Sunday.
2: Well, we also saw him hit some big, Big ones out of the rough at the Arnold Palmer tournament. So uh, either way, Tiger will be one to watch. As always, we appreciate your time. Check out Golf Central coming up tonight and all of the Golf Channel's great coverage all this week at Muirfield. Thanks so much, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. We'll be right back.
1: When he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness.
2: We're back, the Golf Insiders in the house, Holly G, along with my special caddy of the moment, Mike Jameson from the International Network of Golf. NCAA's Mike going on as we speak. And uh, at Karsten Creek out in uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State playing on their home turf. And uh, here's a quick uh, rundown, four up through twelve. Uh, Hovland versus Hodges, uh, OSU up in that one. OSU up four, up through 11. That's uh, Matthew Wolf versus Davis Riley. All square in the third match, Christopher Ventura of OSU versus Wilson Fur of Alabama. One up through nine, Austin Eckro versus Davis Shore of Alabama. Seven up through nine, the first. Final match Zach Boshu versus Jonathan Hardy. So uh OSU looking strong in four out of the five matches, of course, you know, favored from the beginning to win the NCAA championship.
3: Yeah, they're a powerhouse. They sent their their two All Americans out first set the tone, and then that last match was a matchup of two top top-notch, freshman from each team, and it sounds like the uh, OSU freshman is carrying the water this time.
2: Yeah, Ricky Fowler will be very happy. Brock Everett from Augusta University, as we know, is Patrick Reed's alma mater, was the NCAA individual champ. And last week, a terrific run for the Arizona Wildcats, women winning the NCAA championship. In a playoff, Haley Moore sinking that four-foot birdie putt on the first playoff hole against Alabama.
3: And they were one stroke from not even making the match play. They, were, they had to have an eagle on the last hole by their last player to tie for the eighth and final spot, and then they won a playoff just to get into the match play. So a lot of parity out there for uh, women's golf.
2: Well, if you're just getting home, turn on the Golf Channel and you can catch this terrific NCAA final going on right now. But we're going back to Jack's Place, Muirfield Village, to check in with one of our favorites, Bob Herrig from ESPN.com, to talk uh, more about the memorial. Hey, Bob.
1: Hey, how are you guys doing? Well, we we just got
2: word from uh, Todd Lewis on the Golf Channel. It's raining up there. A little liquid sunshine.
1: Yeah, we've had a uh, pretty good little little uh downpour here in the last couple hours. Um and you know, that's nothing new for the memorial. Um the tournament seems to be plagued by weather a lot. So uh um we're uh, uh right now it seems okay, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's pretty soggy in the morning.
2: Um do you think this is is are storms predicted throughout the rest of the week is is this something where I we, we heard that they've they've really grown the rough up almost like you know US Open rough. This is gonna be something where, you know, a Dustin Johnson, the big hitters are gonna be in play here. What do you what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean I think there is uh the potential for rain just about every day. Um I think it's more uh of an issue on Friday. Um and then I think by the weekend it all it'll be okay, at least on Sunday but uh, any mo- amount of moisture is to make it's going to make for some uh, difficulty around the greens and certainly the fairways as you noted. Uh the rough is pretty high, but now this place has some of the most generous fairways uh that they see. Um uh you know, so there's room to drive it. Uh but um and and obviously being longer helps because the ball's not going to roll as far uh but it's still going to be mean you know you better keep it in play and and even though the rain is is, is softening things up these greens are still pretty fast uh so uh you know it typically um you know requires some really good golf but yet yet it's not like uh you know par or you know a couple under winds it's usually double digits under par it it yields some good scores cuz it's in perfect condition and uh, and I think the fairways, the wider fairways, allow these guys a little bit of leeway.
3: Well, Bob, it is the Jack Nicklaus design, so the high cut is a favorite shot on this golf course, and that's why we go back to Dustin Johnson. He's a long hitter, and he hits the high. He can hit the high cut. Um, uh, I know he finished third in 2016. Was out missed the cut last year with a bad back, but um, kind of guy that could win this thing uh, right up front.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I mean, I, he he sort of exudes a a pretty carefree, uh, not too bothered attitude. But you know, he just did lose the number one ranking, and uh, uh, and 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 I'm sure he'd like to get it back. You know, um, it's uh, and 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 he's not done a whole lot here lately. You know, he won earlier in the year in Hawaii. He finished second at Pebble Beach and. And 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 really kind of let a good chance get away, and 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 it really hasn't been in the mix that much. Uh, so um, you know, for him, it'd be a good time to get it to get it rolling again. Uh, uh, certainly for anybody here, it's a good time to find some form. I mean, I'm not even saying you have to win, but but uh, the U.S. Open's right around the corner, and and uh, having 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 a little bit of confidence and momentum certainly doesn't hurt.
2: Yeah. um, You know, speaking of momentum, Justin Rose coming off a a blistering day on Sunday at Fort Worth. Um, Of course, you know, it's tough, tough to win back to back out there on the tour. As we know, these guys talk every week about just getting yourself in to contention and that place to win on Sunday is is tough. He certainly would be on my radar as we're approaching Shinnecock.
1: No doubt. You know, I mean, uh, uh, he's been he's been trending in a good direction for a while. Um, You know, he's he he had a really strong end of 2016, um, had a lot of high finishes earlier this year, uh, has been in the mix a lot and just, you know, ball striking clinic last week at Colonial, you know, led the field in greens. Um, Just, uh, you know, that's exactly what you want to be doing in a U.S. Open. Uh, now of course it's a much different style of golf in a couple of weeks, much longer. Uh but I, I think it bodes well. And he's you know Justin Rose has won here and he's lost in the playoffs. So um I, I certainly think that uh uh you know, even though it is hard to win back to back, I would be surprised to, to see him keep it going and have some have a good week again this week.
2: Speaking of trending in the right direction, Brooks Kepka of course played uh well at TPC tied for 11 and uh, you know second to um Justin on Sunday despite you know shooting 63 wasn't able to catch Justin he he seems to also be trending in the right direction
1: yeah 6 i believe it's 363 in his last five rounds Woo! um and uh you know um I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised he's 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 come back so strong. You know, he missed since the first tournament of the year in Hawaii, he missed all the way up until New Orleans with a wrist injury. And well, you know, the reason he's he was out was because his his wrist was, was in bad shape, so he couldn't practice. He's not playing, you know, he he I, I think obviously when he was cleared he practiced a little bit, but he hadn't competed. And um you know, he's only played a handful of events and he's and he's he's kinda of picked up where he left off. He's he's playing some really good golf and um, you know, he's already moved back into the top eight in the Ryder Cup points for the US. Uh and uh his US open defense is coming up here and you know, it's um it's I think he's trending nice. Now he's not playing this week. Um he's one of only two of the two guys in the top ten, not here. Uh but um You know, I think uh, he's done really, really nice for himself and and, and put himself in a good spot to, uh, you know, to to give himself a good chance to defend that title again in a couple of weeks.
2: Well, if if the TBC was any indication in terms of a jam-packed leaderboard, we've got, you know, a tournament with an equally high-level field uh, coming into Memorial. Who, Who are you picking for Sunday, Bob?
1: Well, I, I actually did pick Justin Rose. I mean, I
2: wow,
1: you know, it's it's um, it, there's it's stacked though. I mean, there's so many good players here, and and uh, but I, I just have to like a guy who's coming off a win and who's played well at this course, uh, and you know, Justin Rose won back to back weeks in the fall uh, at uh, I believe it was in. Uh you played Turkey and South Africa, I believe, or in, in the uh in the European Back to
2: back wins and back to back countries. I'd I'd bet on yeah. that all day.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you know, it's not like, you know, you have to just oh, I'm I'm so spent I can't I can't do it again. I, I think, you know, the attitude to have is let's keep this going. I'm playing really well. Why would I let down now? So um we'll see. But you know, I, I kinda like him amongst, you know, a, a slew of great names that, that are in the tournament.
2: Yep, it's Jack's place. They all want to win to get uh, the the big handshake from the Golden Bear off the 18th on Sunday. Thanks so much, Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. More golf talk coming up. Stay with
1: us. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you, Jake. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni. I We're back. The nice. Golf
2: Insiders. Swing in the, in the house, house. Holly G, along right. with my special caddy of the evening, Mike Jameson from the International Network of Golf. How many
3: clubs do you have in this bag, Holly? It's getting heavy.
2: Ah, uh, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> Always testing out a few new wedges. <laughs> uh It's not often we have live golf going on on a Wednesday night, Mike J., but we do. We have the NCAA men's finals going on, and uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys against the Alabama Crimson Tide, who blanked Duke yesterday, 5-0. They are down currently 5-0 against the OSU Cowboys, 3 up. Four up, one up, one up, and eight up in the final match. So uh, that tide needs a tidal wave here <laughs> in the back nine to uh, get these matches turned around. There, there are a couple that are hanging on the edges here. One up between uh, Ventura and Fur versus and Ekrot versus Shore. But uh, it's on the Golf Channel right now. If you're just getting home, check it out and. Mike, we were talking about it's it's raining up at Memorial. I think it's raining just about everywhere east of uh, Chicago right now. And um, the U.S. Women's Open Championship, yes, the U.S. Women's Open happening at Shoal Creek in Birmingham, Alabama. And it's been a washout there. Subtropical Storm Alberto wreaking havoc on the USGA Attempt to get this tournament ready tomorrow.
3: It it has rained out most of the practice rounds, and if the forecast holds true, eighty percent chance of thunderstorms three of the next four days. Good luck. Good Uh, luck. It's a shame. They moved the women's U.S. Open into this time slot for extra exposure. I'm not sure why you've got the Stanley Cup playoffs, the NBA playoffs, the Memorial, the French Open tennis.
2: The NCAAs.
3: The What are
2: they thinking, LPGA?
3: <laughs> you make so many great moves I recent ask years. Why ask yeah. why? Anyway. We uh, will go to
2: <laughs> our man with the crystal ball to see what he has to say. One of our favorites. They're all our favorites, but, you know, he's our, our local guy. Jeff Babineau on the line. Hey, Babs.
4: Hello. Hey, Holly
3: and Mike. Hello, Jeff.
2: So, uh, continuing this conversation about the U.S. Women's Open, fantastic. They're at such a great championship venue, Shoal Creek. You know, the LPGA getting to tee it up now at some of the, you know, iconic courses in the country. And they're saying, the USGA, that there will be no lift cleaner place. They've never done it in, 70, in their 72-year history of the tournament. What do you say?
4: Yeah, that that to me just seems stubborn. I mean, I I hear about the the traditions of golf and the purity of golf, but I mean, sometimes I do think you need to adjust. I mean, a player hitting her ball in the middle of the fairway with a huge cake of mud on the side has very little chance to for a quality shot and I mean, I think sometimes you need to adjust in in fairness and adjusting to the conditions and you know, they're obviously going to fight some tough conditions there.
2: Yeah, they are. Um, any anybody that you think, given those conditions, stand out, American or well, otherwise?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think it's going to make things so much longer. So, I mean, the longer hitters are going to be be helped a good deal. Um, it it kind of widens the fairways, if you will, because it's harder to run balls out. So, whenever you get weather like that, you kind of look at some of the longer hitters and and give a nod there.
2: Uh, perhaps um, bodes well for Michelle Wee, Christy Kerr.
4: Yeah, I mean, Michelle's long, Brittany Lindscombe's long. Um, I, I know it's just going to be uh – you're going to have to really grind there. It's going to be a tough one, but, you know, a huge purse for the women, so it's a huge week. And I just hope they get enough weather to, to get that in, get 72 holes in.
3: Yeah, they say they're going to get 72 in. Yeah. Uh, no matter what i don't know how they're going to do that um could be weeks yeah and i think uh, you know you also with in that kind of weather you got to look at patience and i i think somebody That's like right. christy kerr or uh enby park or some of those that maybe not be as long but uh have the patience and to, to stick out through the weather i don't know it's going to be a tough few days for them down right the bur- no uh,
4: yeah you know to course. your point a christy kerr somebody with experience yeah uh you're going to have starts and stops and And you just kind of have to accept it's going to be a tough week. So uh, you you remember the old Nicholas adage when he got to a U.S. Open, he figured that you could eliminate two-thirds of the field because they were already psyched out on how tough the course was and and how tough the conditions were going to be. And uh, it just made it – he had to just beat fewer guys, really. So I think veteran play there and and having a good head on your shoulders is going to be a big deal.
2: Well, what's it going to take – uh, to win the memorial this week, Jeff. You've covered this tournament many times. Um, you know, tell our listeners a little bit about the golf course.
4: Yeah, great golf course, really, really good golf course. You know, it's interesting, even Jack Nichols even mentioned when the PGA moves to May, uh, the possibility of having one at Muirfield Village, perhaps, you know, and not having a tournament, I guess, that year. Uh, but it's certainly a quality course. It's right up there. You have your majors and your players championship and then the big ones and, and memorials right there. I would put Arnold Palmer's tournament in there. Uh, so you have the great golf course. You have Jack there. So you have a legend that's on site all week uh, talking to players and and uh, making himself available, being around. And, and it's just you get a great field. And guys are tuning up for the U.S. Open. I mean, this is the last big tune-up before they all head to Shinnecock. So it's a great course to kind of test yourself see where you're at and uh point to the northeast to Shinnecock
2: so Justin Thomas just taking over world number one uh, I would say his game well suited for uh for Muirfield um you've got Jason Day who of course has been you know playing very well and played well at tPC um you know, anybody else on, on your radar as you're listening well, to the yeah, pressers? I
4: mean, it's kind of interesting. I, I mean, t- you look at Tiger, you know, five-time winner there. He he has some momentum coming out of the players. We, we had a great weekend. You know, he barely makes a cut, and he has a great weekend. He hasn't had too long a layoff, so he's kind of jumping back in. Now he's kind of getting his chops competitively. He hasn't played there, I think, since 2015, but – you know, five-time winner there. If he gets something going early, to me, his his big hurdle seems getting something going into the weekend. And and the, and the weekend he's fine. So uh, let's see what he can get going on Thursday, Friday, and and put his name on the board and get in the mix early. And uh, he certainly has talked about having a better level of of calmness and a good comfort level being back in the mix. So uh, I think that would be a lot of fun at a place where he's had a lot of success.
3: You know. Jordan Spieth has had an odd year, I think, but in the last couple of events, he seems to have regained some of his focus. Those really dumb mistakes that have led to bogeys and double bogeys have become far and few between. Maybe his putting stroke's coming back. Have you had any, do you have any inclination toward his ability to win this week?
4: I, I just think he's had a really odd year, Mike, like you say. I mean, if you take away, he was you know, a T3 in Houston and the great Sunday run at the Masters, and the rest of his year, he can toss out. I mean, it's just – I think he struggled with confidence over the short putts, and I think that kind of trickles down into every part of your game. All of a sudden, you think about having to hit it closer or having to get up and down or you know, not making bogey certain places because you might three-putt and make one at a place where you shouldn't. Uh, it just adds pressure everywhere. So he's he's second on the tour in strokes getting to green. And he's 192nd in strokes game putting. So you know what part of the game's holding him back. And he's just kind of got to get something going with a putter. A couple real solid hot weeks. And I think that'll trickle into the rest of his game.
2: What do you think about John Rahm? When's he going to break through? I see him as the next guy to, to win a major.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's fantastic. And you forget how young he was. You're sitting there watching the NCAAs. I mean, he's just here a couple of years ago, you know, with Arizona State. Um, he's just he's come got, out and played everything. so
2: well, so fast.
4: Yeah, he really has. I mean, he just jumped up into that, you know, world top five type player. Uh, he's fantastic. And uh, I think part of his deal, he's got to learn to channel his emotions in the right way. I don't think it always helps him when he gets so emotional and so hot. I mean, sometimes it can fuel him, but sometimes it kind of sets him back for a little bit. Uh, he's got all the parts of the game, lots of power, lots of birdies. You know he can get hot with the putter, so he's a good guy this week at Memorial, um, and he's a good guy like you say at the majors. He's you know, won in Spain this year. He's, he's won different parts of the world. He's won in Ireland. He's won here, and he just plays above his age. And uh, he's just a factor anywhere he goes. He's got he's got lots of game. He's got lots of confidence.
2: So who's your who's your pick, Babs, for uh, the, the the big hug from the golden bear on Sunday? For
4: so the bear, I kind of you know I think kind of under the radar a little because he's out of that number one spot is Dustin Johnson. Uh, oh, you
2: and Mike J here going with yeah, DJ?
4: Yeah, there we go. I just kind of you know kind of just going to put his foot back in there and say don't don't forget about me. I mean he kind of he was in that number one spot for a long time and still got overlooked and. Uh, that was a good time for him to jump right back in.
3: And his game matches that golf course, so uh, go, Dustin.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, gonna
4: drives it so well.
2: It's going to be a fun one. All yeah. right, thank you so much. Babs, you're listening to the Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. We'll be right back.
0: Well, I don't want
4: to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf, and then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do
1: very well. I
5: want my
4: We're
2: back, the Golf Insiders, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house, Holly G, along with my special guest caddy, Mike Jameson, from the International Network of Golf. Holly G. All right, uh, quick uh, update on the NCAA Men's Championship. OSU, no surprise here, smoking the Crimson Tide at this point. Three up through 13 in the first match. Four up through 13 in the second match. Two up through 12 in the third. Two up through 11 in the fourth. And this one's almost over. Zach Baushu and Jonathan Hardy. Zach up 8 through 10. OSU Cowboys taking... uh, Looking like they're taking the championship on their home turf.
3: Yeah, that's no surprise. And Ricky Fowler will, will have a little uh, celebratory adult beverage tonight about that, I think.
2: He will, indeed. I think this is the third, will be the third or fourth where the team has won it on their home turf. Mm, I did not know that. Yeah, so there you go. We go we go deep here at the Golf Insiders. Uh, we're going to go to one of our favorites, Jeff Shane from Pro Golf Weekly. ThePGATour.com and our very own golf insiders blog, The Inside Take. Hey, Jeff.
5: Hey, sounds like uh, the tide could use Justin Thomas and Bud Cauley right about now, huh?
2: I think I think they need to be waving their uh, rally <laughs> towels uh, from uh, Muirfield Village. It's uh, it's looking like they've got it pretty, pretty well in control.
5: Well, and, and they are a powerhouse. This would be what their 11th national title, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it is such a who's who of uh, of golfers. You talk about Ricky Fowler, but you know Charles Howell has played there. Uh, Kevin Tway, uh, Peter line Orlando's Peter Uihlein is a is a former Oklahoma wow. State I didn't cowboy. know that. And, yeah, and and so uh, we're you're, we're just scratching the surface. <laughs> I, I don't have a list of alumni in front of me, but it look I'm sure it looks awfully good. Yeah,
2: yeah they can call it the uh, the the house that built Karsten Creek because that certainly was an unlikely uh, vision, and um, you know look at it now and what it's created.
5: Absolutely, and and it's one of those I I think they were they were kind of cutting edge in terms of. A college golf program developing just a first-class facility, uh, obviously that serves the the college teams, but uh, it, you know is also uh, someplace that, that's just a great place to play golf if you're if you're coming in from the outside.
2: Jeff, um, it's the U.S. Women's Open this week, beginning tomorrow. If the you know the the, the clouds part and the rain stops, <laughs> which isn't looking likely. Um, you know, just give us some thoughts on, first of all, fantastic that the LPGAs at Shoal Creek. Uh, I think, you know, maybe somebody like Alexi Thompson's going to have a little edge here with her length if, you know, due to the rain, especially if they don't live clean in place, which I just can't imagine the USGA has to, you know, I they got to get some sense here. I think if um, the conditions are as bad as they've been the last three days.
5: Yeah, well, the USGA hasn't done it yet, and, you, and and we've gone through situations. I remember Beth Page about 10 years ago now where uh, everybody thought, well, this is the event where they've got to go lift, clean, in place, and no, it became lift, clean, and splash, or not even lift and clean, just splash. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah. it's going to take a lot, but boy, has that course taken – uh, a lot of rain. They, nobody was able to get on the golf course for practice rounds until 1 o'clock this afternoon. The biggest event in the women's game, and there are so many players that if they flew in Monday, they got a chance to look at the course. But Tuesday closed, Wednesday closed all morning, uh, trying to cram it all in uh, in the uh, late afternoon and and evening hours. And I think that makes a wide open women's open even more unpredictable.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Any that our listeners should be, you know, keying into. um, I I mean, of course, the Jutanya the sisters have been playing fantastic and Aria certainly can boom it, probably a little longer than her sister Moria. But um, you know Lydia Coe's game coming around. Who who would you be looking looking at?
5: Well, I'm kind of with you. You, I think with these weather conditions and and there's no way Shoal Creek's going to dry out anything uh, anything to 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 even it up. Is you've got to look at at players that can move the golf ball off the tee and Lexi Thompson. Uh, is going to be one of those Aria Jutanagarn, uh, who may be the having the most complete season right now. Now, we we do not have a multiple winner yet on the LPGA Tour this season. 13 events, 13 different winners, but Aria seems to have been maybe the most consistent over the course of the year. You got to look at Brooke Henderson. She's another one that hits it long and straight. And she's going to have an advantage there. I, I think um so and Potter, those, those too. Are the ones the yeah, a very good putter when she's on, so that's that's definitely, uh, I think, the, the group to look at. The two that maybe you can't ignore, NB Park doesn't hit it long, but she knows how to win U.S. Women's Open. She's won two of them already. She almost had her eighth major title at the ANA Inspiration before uh, Pranella Lindbergh wouldn't go away and wound up beating her. Um, so I, I think you got you got to keep track of, of NB Park. And uh, uh, an interesting name maybe to keep track of just because of the way the weather is, Emma Talley. Yeah, I, I she's either rookie or second year on, on the LPGA Tour, and she's been playing pretty well. Her name has been on the leaderboards the last few weeks uh, out, out there. She's a Shoal Creek member. Of all the players in that field, she's going to have the best knowledge of how to play that course.
2: Wow, how about that?
3: I, I did not know that. Uh, all the names that you mentioned I had written down or or are brought out in an earlier conversation but certainly not Emma. She had a great round this weekend too. She was right there.
5: Yeah, she she really has. She she's peaking at the right time for essentially her home major and the fact again the fact that that everybody else is going to have very limited knowledge of this place uh, and, and it is a major championship course. You know, it's hosted PGA championships, and uh, don't forget that the region's tradition out was out there for five years earlier this decade. So it is, it is a certainly a major championship golf course, and Emma Talley uh, is going to have that knowledge that nobody else is going to be able to gain in this cram session today.
2: Well, we we hope that the the weather is kind, and uh, they get this tournament in. I want to switch gears because I want to get your thoughts on Memorial Jeff, a, a tournament I know again you've been to, uh, the best field since the TPC, and of course, we've been kind of going down the list here. I'm wondering what you think in terms of um, you know maybe somebody that's not necessarily on on the radar. Uh, if I look down the FedEx Cup uh, list, of course, Patton Kazar has gone a little bit cold. Uh, Webb Simpson winning at the TPC. Uh, as we go a little bit further down the list, I, I tell you, I'm somebody I'm I'm going to pick as a long shot is Kevin Na. Shot 61 on Sunday, and um, boy, it was kind of fun that little tête-à-tête uh, that went on between he and his caddy Saturday when he pulled that iron out of the bag and hit an amazing shot on. I forget what hole it was, but it was. Uh, he, I mean, he's he's got some game.
5: Yeah, he really does, and and uh, he's gone through stretches where we thought he was going to win, thought he was going to win. And he had a stretch of second and third place finishes uh, during that stretch. We kept thinking, what, you know, when is he going to finally get one? And, and he, Kevin Na goes out last week. You talk about the 61. Don't forget that he also shot 62 on Thursday at Colonial. So here's a guy that shot Woo! 62 and 61 and finished fourth. That's how good Justin Rose and Brook complaint. Yeah, it isn't a long shot. <laughs>
2: I I may have just zeroed in right uh, on the big red target. Oh
5: but but Kevin Nye is a, is a former runner-up at, at Memorial as well. He was a playoff loser. I want to say uh to uh Matsuyama uh, a few years ago. So he has played Muirfield Village well. I'm still waiting for Mark Leishman, uh, who has been on the leaderboard week after week after week to, to put one over the line, and, and maybe this is a good place for him. Uh, he He's another one that has played well uh, at uh, at Muirfield Village, and, and uh, maybe even Gary Woodland. Uh, we all know that Jack likes to build his golf course for a little bit of advantage for the longer hitters, and Gary is certainly in that category, and he's played well at Muirfield as well.
2: All right, we're going to go around the horn. It's that time. Who are you picking? We just got uh, 30 seconds, Jeff.
5: Justin Thomas is still my number one pick. I think he is most adaptable and uh, first time to play as, as number one.
2: That's my pick and my not-so-so-dark horse, Kevin Na, Mike Jameson.
3: Dustin Johnson, of course, built for him.
2: Woo, Dustin Johnson. All right, I like that pick. Well, it's going to be a great, great week and weekend at Jack's place. Check us out, the Golf Insiders, every Wednesday, 6 to 7. Check out our blog, The Insight Take, at thegolfinsiders.com. Check us out on Twitter.